0: uh welcome to movie butts i'm arnie Joan. this is dane hello this is a movie podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic those topics include directors franchises studios actors whatever we think of or whatever we fucking try to cheat the system with we'll pick and we'll uh we'll uh, watch it um so how we do the math is we take the um the Rotten Tomatoes audience and critic score, the IMDb user rating, the, uh, yeah, Metacritic, uh, IMDb, I think I'm repeating myself now, the box office, the budget, average it all out, and you've got the best and the worst. Um, before we continue, I would just like to say thank you, Dane, because this is the selection that I needed right now. Thank you so much for your wholesomeness. I am. I would kiss you if I could.
1: Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to go the opposite direction. To
0: yeah, we've been watching a lot of bad horror movies lately. So um, when anyway, I'll I'll let you just say what was our what movies did we watch and what was our topic. So our
1: topic was
0: uh, the first ten films of
1: Pixar. First ten years. Oh, first ten years, right? Which basically amounts to all the good stuff. Yeah. I mean at least like that's the era that is now being cynically harvested, I guess. That's the, yeah. the shit that the shit that made them. And uh those films were the best was Toy Story and the worst was A Bug's Life. But I think we both agree that they're actually like both very good.
0: Oh, yeah. Like it was it was really um picking at straws when it came to the best and the worst. So um, when it comes to Toy Story, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and 92% on the audience score. Um, Metacritic score, I think, is uh, 95. And it made a lot of money compared to its budget. It was a, it was a smash. Um, it was almost a, a tie between it and um, Finding Nemo simply because of the amount of money Finding Nemo made. However, when I adjusted for Inflation... I found out that the difference wasn't big enough to warrant Nemo winning. When it comes to A Bug's Life, uh, its audience scores are actually the lowest out of all of them, mm. which is what really brought it down. Critically, it is as loved uh, or very close to as loved as all of them from the original run. and the original runs, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., and The Incredibles. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, uh, it didn't make as much money um, as Toy Story. I don't think it could be technically counted as a box office disappointment. I feel like that's a fucking stretch. But it did underperform comparatively to the previous one. And, yeah, apparently audiences didn't like it as much. So, I, I don't know. I fucking love both of these films. They're both awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, Bug's Life was the one that I watched the most. I yeah. like um, I think more than, yeah, definitely more than any of them. I actually didn't watch Toy Story that much. If I wanted to watch a Toy Story movie, I'd watch Toy Story 2 and right. I'd watch Monsters, Inc. a fair bit. But I yep. watched A Bug's Life so much. That was my favorite Pixar film when I was a kid.
0: Oh, awesome. I um I, as a kid, I think I was very similar to you. I watched A Bug's Life more as a kid. However, as I've gotten older, Toy Story is a film that I revisit. So it's something that I have watched um, far more frequently, whereas a bug's life is one that like I-, I remember loving and you know fucking adoring it when I was a child, but for some reason I never, this is the first time I think I've watched it since I was at least 12. Um, so it was a really, really nice experience i think this Um, is the first time i've watched a pixar movie since like 2010 like when toy story 3 came out oh really this is your first venture back into into yeah i didn't spend really any of my adulthood revisiting movies from when i was a kid because i was always like no, because if I watch it again, I'll think it sucks.
1: Yeah, so. I've had that
0: with a bunch of kids' films. Like, I remember I went back and watched the uh, live-action um, 101 Dalmatians movie, which I fucking loved as a kid, Yeah, uh, only to realise how fucking god-awful that fucking film is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a, it is a trap you, you can fall into and you can kind of ruin your memories, but, like, there is something about Toy Story. Like, there is something universal, um, About with, for both of them, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was always drawn back to. I think I think I was. I kept getting drawn back to it simply because it is a franchise, one that kept um, like you can't avoid it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one of the ones where there's always the, the third ones coming out, the fourth ones coming out. There are fucking toys everywhere. People talk yeah. about Toy Story all the time. So I have a feeling that might be why I uh, have seen it far more frequently. Now uh, we are getting a tiny bit ahead of ourselves. For those people that live under a fucking rock. Um, do you mind giving us a plot description of both Toy Story and a bug's life?
1: Yeah, so Toy Story is about a bunch of toys. They live in a boy's room, but they're actually alive and when no humans are around, they they, they have their own shit going on. And then, uh, Woody, the main little cowboy toy, he's Andy's favorite. But then one day Andy gets a new toy and it's a Spaceman toy, Buzz Lightyear. And that's now his new favorite toy. So Woody has what you might call, uh, an identity crisis or like about a bout of very serious jealousy and, um, and then, but Buzz doesn't realize that he's, uh, a toy. But anyway, one day then Woody knocks him out the window in a fit of rage because Andy's ignoring him and then the toys then throw him out or something happens and then him and Buzz have to go on an adventure and then realize something. (laughs) A Bug's Life is about these ants and every year they have to provide food for these grasshoppers who are harassing them. It's basically seven samurai. They come in and take all their shit. And the ants are always like, what is our life? And then, uh, but, you know, and, <laughs> and then something happens and then they're like, well, we got to fucking do something. And then the main ant is like, I'm going to go and find some warrior bugs and they're going to help us. But, they're actually circus bugs and the whole bloody wacky thing kicks off there. I can't really describe the whole thing in such a simple way, uh, because one, I'm bad at it. And two, these films are much more narratively dense than they appear on the surface. There's a, there's, there's a great lot going
0: on. Yeah. Um, so how was your experience, uh, watching these films? After such a long period of time,
1: yeah, it's hard because um, you got to take nostalgia into context, and then you know it's hard for you to determine whether you yourself are being affected by it. I think it's pretty safe to say that these are good films, but um, I'd argue great. But I know. enjoyed, I enjoyed, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed Bug's Life more than a toy than Toy Story. I think this is like the fourth time I've ever seen toy story three times when I was a kid and now watching it again. So, right. But a bug's life, like I said before, I watched over and over like that was my favorite one. And so watching it again, I was just like, hell yeah. A bug's life. This shit rules. But with toy story, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, boy, the animation sure has come a long way. But I still, I still thought it was, um, really good, but watching A Bug's Life, like I was like laughing a lot and shit and getting
0: all wrapped up in it. What did, uh, A Bug's Life do for you that Toy Story didn't? Um, I
1: think I liked the, the, like the heroic side of it and like a wider cast of characters. And like, like a bigger um, scope sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um I like I like the villains, like the, the villains are scary. I mean, I know you've got Sid in um Toy Story, but that shit just all feels kind of inconsequential to me, and even so as a kid, I couldn't really see them as anything more than just toys, and I didn't I didn't I didn't care about what happened to them or really how they felt. I cared more now as an adult. I actually felt Buzz's identity crisis, him experiencing a a fucking ego death in Sid's house. I was like, oh man, that's pretty heavy. As a kid, I was just like waiting for the funny bits. But I liked the, like the action adventure, this, this feeling, this like epic feel to a bug's life. Um, Yeah, and that's what I enjoyed more this time around
0: as well. Like, Hopper's a great villain for yeah. any film. Yeah, I agree. Um, For, for me, what I noticed... Like, I, I actually did enjoy... I think it was because it was fresher and it's something I haven't seen in a long time, but I very much had more enjoyment watching A Bug's Life. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, what is the main difference? And, like, what is potentially the reason why i'm having a better time and i think it's like toy story is funny but it is far more in the realm of a family film Mm. whereas whereas like at times a bug's life is like a madcap comedy like it just like the jokes do not fucking stop like it's one, it's like, I think I think I messaged you, it reminded me of early Simpsons as to how yeah. like one joke leads into the next, leads into the next, leads into the next. And all of a sudden it's been like 30 seconds and there's been four gags and it's like awesome. Like, but they're all connected and stuff like the, the humor in the movie for me is phenomenal. Like I, I forgot how funny that fucking film is. But what I also really appreciate about
1: the comedy in a bug's life is that. There's, and there might be some, but there's not a joke I'd noticed or that I could think of that breaks the character of the film and it doesn't sure. slow things down in any way. I mean, like, in Toy Story, it is funny when Woody's like, Buzz, can you give me a hand? And then Buzz throws his arm up. It's a good gag, but in the state that Buzz was in at the time... I don't think he would have done that. I don't think he would have made a little joke because he's meant to be sitting there depressed and unmoving. So I don't think he'd go to that effort. Right. But with a Bug's Life, every joke is about like is something that the characters would do and something that would happen in the situation, and so right. they don't slow the movie down or break character at all, which is something that I really appreciate. And I think. And I think um, a big reason that Toy Story does that and A Bug's Life doesn't is that Joss Whedon was a writer in Toy Story. And that's oh very yes. much... Oh, yes. Your favorite, Joss
0: Whedon. That's very <laughs> much
1: his type of humor. Like, what if we just stop the film for a little meta joke? Uh, and there's none of that shit in A Bug's Life. It just... The whole thing chugs along and the jokes. Nothing stops for a joke. The jokes actually help to, to push the thing forward. And then any... Um, any humorous remark from any character feels like something that that character would say it's funny
0: because this character has said it not because it's just a funny moment you know what I I mean I I actually didn't actually think about it until you've mentioned it but yeah like some of the humor in a toy story is almost throwaway at times where like the the slapstick in a bug's life or the, or the, you know, the character miscommunication humor generally is feeding into what's happening. I didn't actually think about that, but yeah, I think you're right. That that's a, that's probably why.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think Um, that's why I totally agreed with your analysis and that it's, it's like early Simpsons humor, because that's why the Simpsons was so funny because it was like based in that world and in those characters, everything that, they did was funny because these characters did it. And because we, we knew who they, because we knew who they were.
0: Yeah. I, I do also, I also would like to mention that, like, I, I I think they're both, um, very tasteful in their, in their, in their use of humor. Like, Unless you uh, tell me if you disagree, but you know how like a lot of these days uh, in children's cartoons or in children's films, they inject a certain level of innuendo or (laughs) um, or like things that are that that are that are designed to make the the parents laugh. Yeah, Um, I didn't really notice that in these films. These films felt pretty earnest in mm. there and like up front with their humor and to me it's universal like i i have mad respect for the universal humor that they're using it isn't something like i've watched fucking kids shows these days and the baby hu- like the humor is just like baby food and then there's the yeah and then there's the raunchy stuff and i'm like what the fuck like what the hell is this doing oh wait the kids don't get it it's fine But yeah, yeah, no, I mad respect for them just being able to make like a wholesome fucking movie that like me as a fucking 26 year old can sit and have like an amazing time watching it, you know?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this as well, um, after watching them because, uh, I actually started to think that it's unfair to call Pixar films, these ones specifically, um, Kids movies that adults can enjoy. Yeah, they're just movies. I really, I really think that they're just films for everybody. Yeah. Um How many of I
0: those th- can you think of? Sorry. How many movies are like that?
1: Yeah, I, I, think usually what people mean by oh, and there's stuff for the adults as well, usually means that it's going to be a stupid movie. Um, that 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 only kids like, but. You know, there's a few innu- sexual innuendos that only adults will get and will go over the kid's head. And that's the stuff there for the adults, which yeah. sucks. But, yeah, there's none of that bullshit in these films. Instead, what's there for the adults...
0: Is a good is fucking
1: story. The, the fi- yeah, like, story. The films are intellectually... Um, Stimulating and in, in other ways, when you're an adult than when you're a kid, like when I was a kid watching Buzz Lightyear have a, a fucking like a moment of a personal crisis, realizing that he's a toy and not this space ranger. Um, I was just as a kid, I'm like, oh, now he realizes that he's a toy, but yep. as an adult, I was like, damn, brother, I know that feeling, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, that's, that's fucking harsh. And I was actually like giving a shit about Buzz Lightyear's moment. When I was a kid, I did. And I was just waiting to get to the, to the next funny Were bit, you a, were you a buzz kid or falls. a woody kid?
0: Sorry? Are you a buzz kid or a woody kid? Hmm. Probably a woody kid. Yeah. I like I the it...
1: old, I like the old things.
0: What do you mean? Like the, the cowboy stuff.
1: Well, no, that is kind of like a little bit what the film's about, like the old versus new. Yeah. Um, Which is like probably not commented on as much because what you'd think of as like old stuff versus new stuff in context of what kids play with would be they drop their toys for video games. um, But it's kind of fitting that it's about old versus new in the first ever computer animated film
0: yeah i i don't know if they did that on purpose or it just was a happy coincidence but um, i think it might just be you know a serendipitous sort of thing you know and like in in retrospect you look on you look on that and it's kind of uh like uh, toy story is the changing of the guard in terms of animation it very yeah. quickly after 1995 Went from one digital animated movie to almost no more hand drawn now. Like it's the, the movie is a milestone. And yeah. you know, like I don't, I, I personally don't think they were aware of it, but historical context, I think you're right. Like that, the, 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 in a way, the movie now in retrospect is, is talking about that. It's very interesting. Um, did you say you were having a hard time with the animation style? because of the uh, because of its age? Uh not really. I don't you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of that cuz it sounds like, you know,
1: like some dipshit hot take thing, but I think that it it is it is very noticeable at times in in ways I wasn't expecting like um how bad it sometimes looks. For the most part I was surprised that they that, that that they still look really nice which is a testament to the um to the designers
0: yeah. because computer animation ages like dog shit yeah. so well it's stylized like they're uh, more more with i uh, like i think a bug's life is a better animated movie we can't mm-hmm. argue that right but mm-hmm. the stylized nature of the 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 characters um yeah. lends itself it- to maybe a bit like, it, it allows itself to be dated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means that it definitely ages better than something like... I
1: don't know, like, these these live-action Disney movies, like The Lion King 2019. Oh, that'll look like garbage going look, soon. Going to look shit very quickly because it's trying to emulate real life. But, um, yeah. yeah, when they're stylized, um, it holds up. But sometimes sometimes it looks like Tim and Eric shit. Like, when he... Um, falls in Toy into story. The, yeah, falls into the pit with the the aliens. Right. I was like, "Whoa. Okay, I just remembered that this is 1995." Yeah. Animation. <laughs> but really it's a really it's a compliment to them that like the whole thing doesn't look like that. As you see a lot of really, like, films
0: I wasn't mm-hmm. really taken back by it at all. So in um in preparation for A Bug's Life and Toy Story, I was kind of procrastinating. And decided that I'd finally bite the bullet and watch Toy Story Four. Oh, so okay. I watched Toy Story Four for the finally. It was a movie that I kind of boycotted because I didn't really think it needed to exist. Yeah, I still so, haven't seen it. Yeah, it's you can you can take it or leave it. It's not it's not it's inoffensive. Like it's not bad, but also mm. it doesn't need to exist. But the what I noticed or what I found was um, the animation clearly in four is like fantastic compared to one like it's you can't compare the two but i was actually more taken back by the the realness of some things in toy story 4 than i was by the shitness of toy story 1 yeah it was really bizarre the backgrounds looked some of the backgrounds and the and the scenes look too real. Yeah, some of and, this shit looks too real and it, it puts me in that
1: uncanny valley zone and I he, and while I'm, yeah. well, I'm like, trying to watch some goofy movie.
0: Yeah, there's a bit where Woody's like in a in a in a antique store and he's like walking behind the things and, and you're looking at it, you see the fine detail of like webs and you look at the ground and you can see a little crack in the in the in the carpet and you can see a stain and I'm like I don't need to see that. What the fuck? Like, why am I... <laughs> why are you making me pay attention to this? But what I... what I, re- So when I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to watch Toy Story and it's going to look like fucking garbage. Um, I actually, like... Th- I was trying to think of what I can compare it to, but, like, have you ever played... Have you pl- Um, There's a game called Borderlands. I don't know if anyone's played that or if you played yeah, Bord- Borderlands, I played game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i, got- yeah, I played it. Yeah, and, like, you know, you it's cel-shaded and it's very stylized, right? And mm. for me there's always that moment of like, ah, what the fuck is this? And then eventually, not after not too long, you kind of forget that that's the style, like it just it just yeah. becomes the reality. And mm. with Toy Story, it it very 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 quickly did I absolutely just stop even noticing the animation? Like I, I was not by the, by the birthday, like by the time the birthday had ended. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it at all. Yeah. It just washed still... over me. I kind of just got into that, you know, my, my, my um, brain had adjusted, you know?
1: Yeah. Because it still looks nice because the, the, um the designs are so charming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't really have a problem with it. It's just, it is noticeable and, Anyone going back to it might notice it. It might be a little bit off-putting, but really, sure. it sh- really, it shouldn't be. And well, if do anything, you think? It's- do you
0: think if you're a new kid watched it today, do you think that they might have a hard time with it?
1: Um, no, probably not, because I remember when I was a kid, um, watching watching films from different eras didn't. I didn't think of things as old or new or something is dated. Like I would watch films that, you know, had come out when, you know, the year that it was, like say like 98 or something. Um, yeah. And I'd notice a clear difference in quality compared to something like me watching Star Wars on VHS. Sure. But I didn't think of that as being dated. It's just some things looked different. So, yeah. so like so sometimes... The cartoons I watched on TV were all, you know, shiny and new looking. And then I'd watch some other cartoons like Looney Tunes from the fucking 50s or whatever. Um, But I didn't, and you know, I'd watch it now and it's like clearly dated. But when I was a kid, it just was different styles. So I don't think kids really give a shit about that stuff. It's just more like um, nitpicky
0: wankers like me (laughs) i I, I guess i guess guess i'm coming from the perspective of say uh a five-year-old goes and sees toy story 4 at the cinema and then they demand their mum or dad show them toy story one like do you think i don't know like then put toy story one on and then the the kid's gonna be like
1: oh i can't see that cobweb looks like shit Mm,
0: yeah you're right i think i'm overthinking it
1: no yeah i don't i
0: don't don't think they would um at all yeah um so i'm curious because this is like what's been um on my mind uh we've both uh expressed that we really like a bug's life and even enjoyed it maybe more this viewing than toy story and you know toy story is the the is the one that got the best and uh, a bug's life got the worst. What do you think it is about a bug's life that may have uh, detracted from the, the audience's opinion of the movie? Like, why do you think it is the lesser of the uh, golden age of Pixar? I think it's a few things and some of them I might be wrong about.
1: I think first of all was that Toy Story was the first computer animated film. Yeah. So, 1995 at the time when, like, even if you're just like, you know, so, Hey, it's the nineties. Um, you know, Kurt Cobain just killed himself, but it was a year ago. So you're starting to get over it. And then you're in the movie theater. Um, some, I don't know what the fuck else came out in 95, but you're in the movie theater and you see a poster for some shit called toy story. And you, cannot fucking comprehend what it is you're looking at because that's not a drawing but that's not real okay it's like you know what i mean That will just like kind of make you make you curious like i gotta check this thing out it would have like grabbed people's attention so you've got the at the time may have even been considered a bit of a gimmick in this like 3D, computer animation, real-looking thing. So that's going to grab people's attention. Um, but then also you've got the, the the toys, which is just such a charming, easy-to-grasp concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then with A Bug's Life, by the time that shit came out, um, I don't know if there were any others, any other, like... CG animated things, but... Well, Ants
0: came out the exact same year.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like... So, say Bugs Life came along and it was just the second one of these. The gimmick's already gone and you know what it is. Like, okay, yeah, they can animate things with computers now. Okay, cool. Oh, there's another one coming out. Okay, fine. Um, Plus, also, it's not as charming with the toys. I don't... It would be hard to really think that anyone would be grossed out by it but possibly people would be a little bit grossed out by them being bugs instead of them being toys now it's bugs and also the fact that it's called a bug's life it kind of feels like it's a fucking like um going to be a shitty spin-off thing you got toy story and then bug's life it feels like it should have just been called bug story yeah. You know what it, I mean?
0: Are you thinking it's kinda of like, you know, the sophomore album curse for bands, how like sometimes the second one, I don't know, it just doesn't click with people, yeah, sort of es- thing?
1: Especially
0: if that especially if
1: what was really appealing about the band's first album was that it was something you it was something unique. Yeah. You know. But it's like, well now I've already heard that. I don't need a second Wolf Mother album, I still have the first. You know yep. what I mean? It's just this it's just the the same the same thing. The 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 yeah the the excitement of the new thing had gone and now you're just left with a standard type normal film,
0: like it had been normalized. Hmm. Um I, I I think it comes I mean, down like, to like marketability as well. Like fucking ants, you know? Yeah. Like- yeah, exactly. It's like they're just a bunch of bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's not really, you know, as marketable and as broadly appealing as, you know, a franchise that can sell toys and, you know, bring a lot of happiness to the children.
1: Yeah, it's probably why it's the only early Disney film that, um, early Pixar film. Sorry, that Disney hasn't tried to
0: make a fucking
1: sequel for. And it is kind really... of
0: the stepdaughter, isn't it? Of the of the original run, it is kind of like the yeah. the forgotten child, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and they don't they don't seem interested in 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 rehashing a Bug's Life. I don't think anyone is particularly nostalgic for it. And and I, it's maybe it has something to do with like we can't fucking sell toys of bugs. <laughs> like Yeah, like... What, they're bugs. What, yeah, what do
0: you... I, I used to have a... I had a little plushie doll of the, the queen. Mm-hmm. Like, and you pull the string and its bum vibrated. That's it. <laughs> that's what I had from a bug's life. You know, like, that's not... Selling plushie toys is not really the same as selling action figures or, you know, yeah. like, cars. Like, fu- uh, fucking hell. The amount of, like... The amount of Cars merchandise that there is is fucking insane.
1: Yeah, like, Cars like, and Toy Story are fucking like are like designed for merchandise. Well, Toy Story not designed for, but
0: Cars literally designed for merchandise. That movie was designed to sell fucking toys. Like that's 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 the bottom line, and that's the reason why it got two sequels before the fucking Incredibles got one. Like it, it, it Cars 3 came out before Incredibles 2. Like yeah. I just don't understand that, you know? Well I do obviously, it's because they fucking sell toys. Mm. Um so what so what was the last Pixar movie you you watched? Like outside like the most recent one? Was it Toy Story Three? Um I think so. What came after Toy Story Three? Oh I don't,
1: fucking I, hell. I doubt that there's anything after that. That you because, would have- Yeah, because I really felt like... Because um, I was 20 when Toy Story 3 came out.
0: Right. So, right. Cars 2 came out, uh, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, oh Toy Story God. 4, and Onward.
1: Yeah, fuck, I haven't seen... Did, did Up come out after Toy Story 3?
0: No, Up's the one that came out just before. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen any of that shit after Toy Story 3. Because
1: I really felt like when I saw Toy St- I saw that in the cinema and uh, yep. c- and cried at the end of it. Yeah, I it did re- too. Because it really felt like, yeah, this is me done. Because I was 20 at the time as well. So, I really related to Andy saying goodbye to these movies as well. Like, okay, that's me. Mm. <laughs> Done and dusted. I've grown up
0: now. I have also not been... I was already feeling weird about... You're kind of the same age uh, as Andy then, aren't you? The when, same uh, age? Well, like, when in, in terms of Toy Story 3, you you would have kind of been the same age.
1: Yeah, about the same. I think he's meant to be
0: eighteen, you yeah, know? nineteen or something. Yeah, like it's it's pretty yeah. So that would have that would have hit pretty hard.
1: Yeah, so it felt like it would have been like um, I don't know, going against something <laughs> to like then you know the next year go and watch fucking Monsters University or whatever. I was just like cars 2. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this shit. By the way. Uh, I didn't see cars either. Like I remember when that came out, uh, there was something about that, that I was just like, nope, like well, that'll be the first bad one, but it might've yeah. also been because that came out. And when I was 16, so being yeah. 16 years old, I'm like, I don't know what you fucking kids movies. So, but, um, at, that that point, that gonna at that
0: point, I saw Toy Story 2. I cannot remember if it was Toy Story 2 or A Phantom Menace, the first movie I saw at the cinema. It was one of the two. Uh, then I saw Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles at the cinema. And I saw Cars at the cinema. And that was the one where I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. And I was like 12. Like, <laughs> it made me go, I think I might be a bit old. Right. So I didn't see Ratatouille, Wally, or Up. Oh, fuck um, yeah. I, I haven't seen I it. I then Wait. went and saw yeah. Toy Story 3. So Toy Story 3 was like me getting kind of back into it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like I've seen sporadic ones. Like I've seen, I've since seen Ratatouille and Up. Um, I have seen Inside Out and Finding Dory, but like, oh, and Coco. But there's like a whole bunch of, like, I, I just don't feel compelled to see them. Like, yeah, I, they're not like I did you special know? anymore
1: and I don't no. think it's just because we're adults it, like there was something very special about that first run of Pixar films because they represented like extreme quality Yeah, that just it, it really is like you know to bring up the Simpsons comparison again it really is like Cars is like Simpsons season 10 yeah you know and then it's Oh, yeah. And then it's like, uh, okay. I mean, like, I think Up is good, but, like, I don't know, whatever. I haven't seen Ratatouille.
0: What I've do heard you think, it's good. What do you think, right? So I'm I'm pondering this now as we're talking about it. What do you think is different? Like, from the ones you've seen or what you've heard, um, about what do you think is different from Cars Onward? What changed? Oh, Why?
1: I reckon, uh, I reckon, uh, Disney like really got their fucking like money hands in there. It feels like those first six films, it there would have been like a lot, <clears throat> a lot of excitement within within the studio like that they're doing something really cool and creative and so it's just like a place like flowing with ideas and then it turns cynical and i think that was also around the same time steve jobs left who i don't particularly like but i have to admit uh he is someone who really likes to let creativity and imagination thrive in the workplace yeah so probably a combination of steve jobs leaving and disney starting to turn its eye of Saron on the on the pixar studio and being like "Ooh, we got a little we got a little cash cow over here uh, Yeah, how can we how can we milk this how can we how can we alter the formula slightly to to make it You know, I can just imagine like it, the idea, (coughs) the idea for cars not coming from like an artist or, or, or a writer or like someone funny, it's coming from someone who is definitely an arsehole. That's an idea that an arsehole
0: comes up with. Holy fucking shit. How many people do you think wrote cars? I don't know how many. One, two, three, four, five, six people wrote cars. (laughs) Okay. That's art by committee, am I right?
1: Yeah, that sort of sounds like... uh, Yeah, and then we passed it on to this guy to do a draft, and then we passed it on to this person to also do a draft, and then this person got involved, and they combined these two versions of the script and... Cause yep. I've seen car. I don't think I've seen all of it, but I've watched a bunch of it and it feels so hollow. Yeah. I mean, like, like if anyone likes that shit, okay, cool. But it just feels lazy. Like no one, surely no one on making cars was excited to be making cars. Oh, we're making this really cool, funny film at the moment. It's called cars. Like, yeah. it's the first cop-out Pixar film that sounds like a
0: parody of,
1: of what they would do.
0: Agreed. Um, I, I'm looking at it, and I'm, and I'm trying to... I think I read this somewhere a while ago, right? So, uh, for the first couple of films, I think from Toy Story to Toy Story 2, maybe Monsters, Inc., Pixar were separate from Disney, if I remember correctly. But then around yeah. 2003, before the release of Finding Nemo, I think that's when Disney bought them. Yeah. Um, and... From what I gathered, the movies up until Toy Story 3 were all projects that were already in development before Disney got involved. Yeah. So Cars is a bit of a misfire, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I think at Toy Story 3 um, is really when the sequels just started. They started just birthing sequels all the time. Yeah, because
1: then it was Cars 2... Brave, Monsters yep. University. Monsters University,
0: Finding Dory, all these fucking films, you know? Um,
1: for Inside me, I think it's out. a
0: balance. Or, or like, I think it's both... Uh, like, again, like, uh, Ratatouille, wall and ARP are movies that weren't in my childhood. So, like, I can't really have an opinion. But I know that a lot of people love them and say that they're, they're quality. So, I'm not going to... Yeah. You know I'm not gonna say that they're bad or anything I oh, like they're clearly good, you know that I think' a... I think Wally and up are really good. I don't understand
1: why kids like them though because right. Wally is like fucked <laughs> like yeah that's i I don't know man like I when I watched Wally, I was like, this is a bit fucking dark, just mm. this like lone robot wandering the wasteland,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm thinking it's like a balance of like, d- they started to become disney You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause they haven't released anything like that since then. Like
1: they're not releasing movies about a fucking old man whose wife dies. No, <laughs> it's just, it's shit. Like the good dinosaur.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think Disney have disney them. Um, yeah. In, in in the sense that I think like yeah like so many fucking sequels the precedent is making money now which is of course that's what disney want they just want to make fucking money but also um there's a level of sentimentality that I think hmm. was done tastefully in the earlier films like that they're, they're not they're not movies that are designed to emotionally manipulate you into crying right like there are there are touching moments in a toy story and a toy story 2 and finding nemo and stuff but they're not I wouldn't call them emotionally manipulative. Whereas I think now they tend to have... Like they've found a formula for it. Yeah, they really crank that shit up. You know, I went and saw Inside Out at the cinema and I was like crying in the cinema, but it was not like... It was not like a good cry.
1: No, like it's like it was- somebody's like, like, you know choking a puppy in front of you and it makes yeah. you upset and it's like yeah so a good movie huh made you
0: cry it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it was like a, it, i felt like a bit emotionally manipulated by it and it didn't make me feel good at the end of it like it didn't make go, make me go oh my god i cried it's so good it was kind of like this is like yeah it's like shooting a dog or something like it's yes yeah, it's, it's like i just so, been
1: sitting in a room with an abuser
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think it is. It's like they've, they're more Disney films now than Pixar. You know, there's Pixar and then there's Disney Pixar. Yeah. Um, so that's what I really think changed, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's something that's shared by other people, simply because movies like Coco and uh, Inside Out are like, lauded as masterpieces in animation history like that they they are well-received movies Yeah, by who by the press that disney owns
1: yeah and they all say and they all say the same thing which is which is um oh it's as good as their early films it's right up there with the best and because it's like yeah you know what the good ones are We all know what the good ones are. And now we have like a bombardment of fucking, like not even paid critics. Like that's the funny thing. They're not even paid off. They just don't have a job if they don't say, oh yeah, Coco is just as good as Monsters Inc. It's it's (laughs) right up there with the best of them. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah, I guess it, I guess it is, you know, I've had that opinion forced into my head enough times that surely it has to be true, right? But something just feels off and then it takes it takes a while until you're like, hang on a minute, you're fucking lying to me. You probably didn't even watch the fucking film.
0: It's just, yeah, copy, paste, carbon, copy, reviews sort of things. Uh, sorry to everyone mm. listening to this. We're, we're meant to be talking about Toy Story and A Bug's Life, but, like, how long are we meant to just suck those movies' dicks? Like, we know they're good. You know they're good, you know? Like, I think this yeah. is more interesting, the, you know, the, the history of Pixar and stuff, you know? And also why A Bug's Life isn't...
1: Like, I don't know, I guess I guess we landed on that. The reason it's not Um being, you know why the corpse of a bug's life isn't being rolled out like the, the you know, the, the, the bodies of the rest of them. I guess it's just not Toys. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you can't sell bugs to children and um There's just not a nostalgia thing for it. Like no one really fucking talks about a bug's life.
0: No. Again, like I hadn't seen it since I was a kid Mm. and I fucking loved it. I fucking love it to this day. But yet for some reason, you know, you see the advertisements, you see the, the, the articles, you see all the things that are slowly brainwashing you, uh, into buying something or watching something or wearing a perfume or whatever. And, You know, it's not in the interest of Disney to make people want to watch A Bug's Life again, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: It is interesting because I think that,
1: honestly, it is, um, like, a good film. Not just for, like, a kid's film, but, like, it's great. I mean, like we said, it's Seven Samurai, but it's got these added elements to it that work. Like... The, it's Seven Samurai, but the main guy is also an inventor, which isn't yep. a throwaway thing because he uses his inventive abilities to save the day. But also the bandits who are grasshoppers in this also have characters. Like Hopper is a genuinely interesting character. Yeah. Um, and, and you get to know like who the grasshoppers are and, and what they're about and what makes them tick, which is fantastic. I mean like they did Seven Samurai but crammed more shit into it and it works.
0: And it's shorter. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah that that's something that I ha- that I have to mention as well. They're both not long. They're both you know a good a good length as well and that that for a kids film I think is important, you know, oh, like I don't think a kid integral. can watch a 2-hour movie, you know. Are
1: the Disney are the are the fucking Pixar films now still like half an hour
0: long? Uh, what do you mean? Sorry. Oh, like okay. And yeah. a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Inside out 94 minutes. Oh, that's good. I was wondering if they were going to follow the rest of the fucking movie trend. And now, you know, like soul is going to be two and a half hours long
0: or some shit. Oh God. Um, one, one thing tasteful that I'd like to give compliments to, uh, a bug's life that cars fails miserably is like you said you know how a bug's life is uh, like seven samurai right but it's like taking this archetypal thing and it's changing it morphing it making it something making it its own right mm. um yeah. cars is the movie doc hollywood i don't know if you've ever seen doc hollywood no but it's a it's a early 90s michael j fox movie where it's about like a hotshot heart surgeon who's driving on Route 66 and crashes into a fence in a country town and isn't allowed to leave until he fixes the fence. And while he's there, he meets a nice girl and they fall in love and he has a spastic friend that, you know, sorry for saying spastic, like he has like a learning disabled (laughs) friend that he gets and, um, you know, he, he learns that... You know, that the simple things in life are nice and all these things. Which, for me, is beat for beat what Cars is. Like, Cars, like, doesn't even, I think, do enough to differentiate itself from that movie. <laughs> from, from from Doc Hollywood. From Doc fucking Hollywood. A like, Bug's Life either-
1: takes Seven Samurai and then throws in a few extra things and twists it around, makes it its yep. own. Uh
0: and cars just rips off Doc Hollywood. Just that's a hilarious. throwaway fucking 90s fucking <laughs> movie that like and that's the thing is like that there's part of me that thinks like was it like subconscious? Like did they watch this movie and then write that? like do you know like like an idiot would make a bug's life and not realize that they're making a Seven Samurai ride. But th- there's there's part of me that's like, did they not realize that they were just making the exact same movie, or did they just not give a fuck? Like, I don't, I don't know. know.
1: That's got me interested. Depending on how I feel next week, I might suggest the
0: Cars franchise. Uh, can can I respectfully ask that you don't do that? Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, I actually have no say in your picks. That's entirely up to you. Because
1: that's interesting. Because, like, it is such a shit idea. I'm sorry, but that Cars is such a shit idea. Especially if you're at Pixar and you have, like, this line of amazing films. And then someone in the writer's room is like, "Uh, okay, what about um Cars. And we'll just we've do done monsters.
0: Hollywood. We've done superheroes. We've done bugs. Yeah, that, that sounds like a joke. It does <laughs> sound like a fucking joke. Like it's that someone said it jokingly, and then seven writers got together and fucking wrote it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Toy Story and A Bug's Life before we uh, move on? You know, uh, sorry if we're no, ripping I'll- people off, but you know. I'll read the... You know a bug's life. You know Toy Story, you know? I'll read the reviews
1: and uh, that'll probably get us... There'll be other things in there as they usually are that we'll talk about. All right. So this is a 10 out of 10 review for Toy Story by Anonymous Maxine from 2001. Toy Story is not only the best Disney film because it has the best story and the best animation, but also because of the excellent actors chosen to provide the voices of the animals. Of the animals? (laughs) (laughs) Bugs. (laughs) No, it says Toy Story. Oh,
0: what? Sorry, I'm confused now.
1: Toy Story is not only the best Disney film because it has the best story and the best animation, but also because of the excellent actors chosen to provide the voices of the animals. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You fucked. What? It. The casting you was perfect it. from top to bottom. And the movie provides an excellent adventure story about friendship and loyalty that keeps you engrossed until the nail biting climax. Are there themes of loyalty in Toy Story? Are they loyal to Andy?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that. Yeah, I guess. Uh,
1: Tom Hanks and Tim Allen provide excellent voices for Woody and Buzz. Their performances alone are one of the biggest things that made this such a spectacular movie. Yeah, I just want to quickly mention that I, it's not a fucking radical opinion, but uh, I thought the voice acting in both films was exceptional. I think that's a very oh. easy thing to say about Pixar movies and voice acting, but... Yeah, like I already knew that, but as I'm watching the films, I was like, "Fuck, the voice acting is so good!" Like it, it really like elevates the films, and more so, the side cast, like the the cast of like side characters, the the voice actors that they get for for those roles specifically, um, yeah. r- really elevate it to the next level, and and I would and, just and like and make to make the jokes stand out.
0: I would just like to give a shout out to the the whoever voiced um, Flick, because I looked him up. I've never, I don't know who this motherfucker is. Like he's he's kind of
1: guy from Kids in the Hall.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's just not my generation. But like, it it his voice washed over me as I started watching it. Like I. You know, like you have all these famous people voicing all these characters and they're instantly recognizable, right? And mm. this guy, to me, is only recognizable for Flick, right? Mm. But but I just felt like I knew it. Like it it was such a well-conceived voice for the character and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I just have to give compliments to that just because, you know, you got fucking Tim Allen and you got fucking, you know... M- Julie Louise Dreyfus is the queen and shit. Kevin Spacey, rest in peace. And, um, <laughs> you know, then you got this one guy that does a really good job. Anyway. it's It's funny that you say that because I know who he is, not
1: enough that I remember his name right now, but I know Kids in the Hall and I know this guy, mainly because the other comedy things I like, they like him and I've seen a bit of Kids in the Hall and other stuff he's done. Um, right. so I knew who he was, but, um, my wife, when we were watching A Bug's Life, she was like, who's the guy who does the voice of Flick? And I was like, oh, it's this dude. And she's like, who's that? And I'm like, kids in the hall. She's like, nah, what? What? <laughs> had Yeah. Again, had no idea who he was, but yeah, had the same effect on her where she was like, wait, who is, th- who is this? Like, it's, it's like a standout washes over you that it feels so familiar and stands among the rest that
0: you assume it must be like someone that you know yeah it was hurting my brain i'm like i must know who this is and i yeah i just didn't i don't know who this is anyway he does he does a fucking great job yeah okay um
1: and of course who could forget the revolutionary animation the computer animation used for this movie not only made it startlingly realistic, but startlingly realistic, oh, 2001, that so might have been freaked her out, but also opened up tons of possibilities, and thankfully the filmmakers chose to explore these possibilities. There are dozens of things that are hidden in the woodwork throughout the film, as well as in the song's note for example, the subtle playing of the Indiana Jones theme song in the scene where Woody knocks Buzz out the window with the desk lamp. Yeah, I don't think that was subtle.
0: No. <laughs>
1: it's pretty on the it's nose. Quite obvious, joke. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story is by far the best Disney film ever made. It's pretty much perfect. It's adventurous. This is
0: depressing. Who is this cunt? It's
1: exciting, it's entertaining, it's good for the whole family, it's got great characters, story, and plot, and above all, it's fun. Well, that was a bloody charming review.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pat on the head for you, love. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I-, I have to warn you. Um, I picked a slightly longer bad review for Toy Story. Yeah. Just because I, I just find it fascinating that someone fucking can't stand this film
1: yeah 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 i'm looking at it now okay i want to get into this Ooh, it's by someone named honest reviews one out of ten rubbish movie so many plot holes 25th of march oh fucking hell yeah 2015 this is gonna be like how does the sentience work for sure i don't understand why this film is so highly rated the film has so many plot holes in it, I actually lost count. Now, before I start this review, I'm not going to say toys talking is a plot hole. The idea of them talking is interesting, but it opens up so many other questions that the movie Shut never the really fuck explains. Up. Also, don't argue it's a kids' movie. Films need to make sense in order to work whether they're for kids or not. This film is so bad and here's why. Even if you <laughs> like this film, you have to agree with some of the points I'm making here. Okay. And he begins. Buzz thinks he's a space ranger. If that is the case, then why does he allow Andy to play with him? Yeah. You know, I was thinking that as well, but like who cares? Not like who cares? It's a kids movie, but like who cares? Like really? But you know what? I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was thinking that that it says something about like Buzz's true identity in in a sense I mean Buzz always knew that sub subcon- like subconsciously he knows that he's a toy. Yeah. And so therefore it's in his base instinct to act like
0: a toy, but consciously he believes that he's a space ranger. And so it's then- the same way Woody is a sheriff and he's the leader of the toys. Yeah. You know, it's, like, part of who he is. You yeah, know? but
1: then the reason that Buzz doesn't, like, walk around and be like, no, I'm a space ranger, don't play with me, alien child, is because it's in the toys' nature to behave like that. And the point of the film is that Buzz is, like consciously brainwashed but subconsciously understands that he's a toy it's in his dna that he is a toy so therefore he acts like that in the same way that you know humans can't help uh, we can't help ourselves but act like the animals we are even though at times we consciously go out of our way to pretend that we're not i don't want to get into things like that because it's stupid to discuss like that stuff in toy story but if he's going to bring a it pair up, if we're going to be a pair of cunts yeah, if we talk about if that. If he's going to bring it up, that's my answer there. Um, Buzz makes no attempt to communicate yeah. with Andy. Surely Buzz would try to talk to him? This doesn't make sense, given that Buzz doesn't believe he's a toy. Also, when Woody hits a button that releases Buzz's helmet and he goes, fair, you're telling me Andy never pushed that button? He's owned the toy. Yeah, sorry, mate. Already, already answered this. Uh, blew blew you out of the water. Okay. The end scene is one of the worst scenes for me. It's broad daylight and two toys are running down a street. Where are all the pedestrians on the street? How are they able to open the back of the moving van truck? Surely the driver would notice. Doesn't he check his rear view mirrors? Or surely a button or signal would come up revealing that a door was open at the back of his truck. (laughs) Wow. Any thief could steal from this useless driver. Also, when Woody and Buzz fly down from the sky and land in Andy's car, Andy's car is directly in front of the truck driver. How could he possibly not see this? Who cares? <laughs> 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 Fuck me. <laughs> this guy rules. <laughs> and I don't think that this is a troll. I really don't. Like this is too. This just feels too genuine. The most hilarious scene though is when Woody is moving around in the middle of the road and a person in a car honks at him. Woody then ducks in front of the car as it drives over him. 1. Why would you sound your car horn if there was a toy in the road? 2. The driver therefore saw Woody as he sounded his horn. 3. He must have seen Woody moving about and be thrown from the moving van. Does this driver know toys are alive or something? Is it only kids who are unaware? I just don't understand. It's never fully explained. Continuing this point, when the toys all surround Woody and prepare to attack him after he knocks Buzz out the window, we hear Andy from outside shouting. This allows them to return into position. What if he hadn't have shouted, though? He would have walked in and seen them. This is why this this idea of toys coming to life could never work. (laughs) No kid would always shout... When they enter their room and most kids leave their doors open, yet Andy never does, allowing the toys to move around and communicate. Once you take these plot holes into account, the conclusion is that the film sucks and is a really poor movie. (laughs) Honestly, how could anyone like it? An interesting idea that just falls flat. And also, the final question that is never addressed is, why can't toys reveal their life to humans? It's never explained and I don't get why. Poor film, one star, awful. Well... There you have it. So I guess Toy Story is actually bad. One yeah, thing I, I
0: I didn't realize that
1: until One I thing helped. I do want to say about that, and I am gonna sound a bit like this asshole, but like that's a problem that I had in Toy Story 3, and I just think it's an issue with making so many sequels in with films like this. Yeah. And it's I, I'm defending myself here because I think it's more of an issue with Sequels because I don't care about the first one. Like I noticed all the same things he does, but I'm like, who who cares? Right? Because it's for, because it's for the sake you overlook it's, things like it's that for only the, a movie. For the sake of the entertainment of the film. Same thing with Toy Story 2. Now, when I saw Toy Story 3, the bit that s- stood out to me was when Mr. Potato Head took off his limbs and his eyes and shit and then stuck them on a a zucchini and then he was walking around as the zucchini and i really didn't like that because it made me fucking question how the rules of sentience works for toys you're gonna
0: hate toy story 4 yeah but
1: i was able to be like all right cunt just whatever who don't worry about it and then when i saw in toy story 4 that the little girl makes a thing with a fork and she just sticks googly eyes on a fork. And then suddenly it's alive. I was like, I'm not seeing that cause I'm not going to be able to fucking handle. Like I'll just be wondering how the rules of sentience work for the toys for the whole fucking movie, which I didn't like that. I even questioned it for a second in number three. And this is why you cannot fucking just keep making toy story movies because eventually you have to question how the fuck does
0: all this shit work? It's not Christmas yet, Dane. Why is the Grinch here? <laughs> I don't think that that's my fault. That like this
1: guy's an asshole. But surely at at a certain point, by the time it gets to like now, they're making their own. To- you just stick goo. So what? You just stick googly eyes on any fucking object, and it comes to life, and it's like I'm a I'm a toy now. Sorry, too far. You've taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that review, Dane? <laughs> that was, I planted that review because I, just so I could bring up these points without sounding like an asshole and then be like, you know what? I actually think, oh, <laughs> Mr., 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 this guy's actually a bit of a genius, maybe. All right. This is a bug's huh? life. Not just art, but heart. 10 out of 10. By flick? What? Huh? Okay. This is a, it says in parentheses here, originally a response to a movie reviewer who said a bug's life was too much, too fast. He was dazed and exhausted by the visuals and seemed to ignore the story completely. Okay. First off, I'm 26 years old, have a job, go to school, and I have a fiance. So maybe I'm nuts and just really good at hiding it. But not only did I not come away from a bug's life exhausted or dazed, it wasn't until I saw it the second time that I could even begin to truly appreciate the artistry and humor of the spectacular visuals. I agree. Because the first time I went to see this movie, I got so wrapped up in the story and the characters that I forgot that I was supposed to be sitting there being wowed by each frame visually.
0: The visual comedy is perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like really good slapstick. Um, how can you not? Oh yeah, and another thing, just like little expressions that the bugs. I mean, like when when Flick is walking away, so they, so like they send Flick away. Um, for him, he has the idea to go get the warriors, and everyone thinks it's a stupid idea, but they realize that this is an opportunity to get rid of Flick, who they hate. And they're like, well, he can, yeah, we'll just tell him it's good. All right, go away, Flick. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do. We'll get him out of our hair. Um, But they're like, yeah, Flick, great idea. And then they send him off. And then as he's like leaving to go on his big adventure, everyone's just staring at him. And he walks away and then does a big like, I'll be back. Everything's going to be okay. And then he walks away. And then as he leaves, everyone cheers because they're happy he's gone. But he thinks it's for him. Yeah. And he just has, like, the perfect expression on his face, which is just, like, a little bit smug and a lot of, like, genuine pride. And he just looks so stupid in that moment. And the expression that he gives is just, like, fucking like tone perfect that mm. it just impressed me. And I had to actually like rewind it at the time and started pointing it out to my wife and be like, look at that. And she's like, yeah, I just play the film. But, it's um, subtleties,
0: you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think that's something that you can definitely see in the improvement in the animation for a bug's life that might be somewhat lost in toy story. You know what I mean? Like the art style and the, and the animation quality doesn't lend itself to as many subtleties as that. Whereas like a bug's life, you know, it's filled with a lot of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Uh, i found myself identifying with the little ant, not to mention some of the other bugs, in a lot more ways than one, and that in itself says more to me about what an incredible movie this is than a whole book on its beautiful eye candy. Of course, it's beautiful, every blade of grass, the tree, the rain. Of course, what they do with this technology is amazing. You can read their lips, try it. But this movie is not just a masterpiece of art and tech, not just a dazzling explosion of movement and colour. No, A Bug's Life would be static if it were all that and no story. But I'm glad to say it's not. A Bug's Life has real heart. Yes, there's a lot going on storyline-wise, visually as well, and that's because the story and characters actually have some depth to them. Just because it's a kid's movie doesn't mean you should have to turn off your brain at the theatre door. Agreed. Kids are smarter than you think. Besides that, I think the Pixar crew made this for themselves. That's an interesting point. It really Mm. does feel like um, a labor of love. Like you can imagine, like everyone, like the writers' room, they're like laughing, and then they're just like writing shit that they that they think is funny. It makes them laugh. Just trying to make a a movie that they think is funny.
0: Imagine writing the circus scene. Imagine writing (laughs) that. That would be a hoot, you know, like, oh yeah. And then the, the match flips and then the bug goes through the web, but she can't build the web in time. And, you know, like just all these things. And the little, the little walk away that the flea has when he thinks he's saved,
1: he's like, ha ha ha, has this like absurd stride. And then the, the paper, the flaming paper like falls on him. That shit is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, All I can think is, if you can see a bug's life and not feel anything at all, then you must have never made a big mistake, hurt your friends, had a crush, fallen in love, been frustrated that no one would listen to you, lied to someone you care about, felt like a social misfit, gotten excited over a new idea, come up with a great idea, had what you thought was a great idea backfire, been awkward one moment and confident the next, felt the pressure of responsibility, stood up for yourself and your loved ones, stood alone against the crowd, felt like a failure, felt like a big success, felt the need to make a difference with your life and the lives of others. Well, you get the point. Final words, A-plus rating from me. <laughs> Damn. I really like This guy fucking... This movie changed this guy's life.
0: I, I've never wanted to hug someone <laughs> after hearing one of the reviews.
1: Yeah. You know? He fucking loves a bug's life. But I agree with him in that, like... Yeah, like, you can really relate to, especially if you're, like, uh, if you, especially if you feel like a loser, <laughs> you can really relate to, to Flick and his determination to try to make the world a better place. Like, yeah, he's trying his ass off, and he's such a nice guy, but he just keeps fucking up. Um,
0: yeah. Good review. Yeah. I
1: really like that review. All right. Here's, here's the one I've been fucking looking forward to. So this is the anti that other guy. This is one out of 10 by uncreative fame. Disgraceful from 2007. (laughs) Disgraceful. Oh God. I can't believe how prophetic a bug's life really was. After watching it the other day, it was just like, wow, dead on. You might not understand what it all means right away. So allow me to explain. Clearly the ants represent Iran and the rest of the Middle East. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Oh God, yes.
0: <laughs> this is a meme right? Oh uh, no, it 2007,
1: I don't... surely I don't know, maybe. All they do is hoard their food, parentheses, oil. What the fuck? and refuse to give it all to the grasshoppers. But what the fuck? What the fuck it- what? The grasshoppers just want to earn an honest living. How can they do that without the stuff the ants are gathering? No. No. It really isn't fair. So, what do the grasshoppers do? Take what's rightfully theirs by force. Why can't the ant see that it's the right thing to do?
0: This is a meme. This is a fucking joke. Yeah, this can't be real. I this cannot so- be someone's actual fucking opinion. I think so. So instead okay, of good. doing
1: the right thing, a renegade ant named Flick, clearly Osama bin Laden. <laughs> okay, <assembles>, it's <laughs> a joke. Assembles an army of mercenaries, Al-Qaeda, to protect their homeland. This group of terrorists for some reason can't appreciate anything the grasshoppers have done for them so they try to slaughter every last one. And for what? Can't they see how that's the way things are supposed to be? This is just another piece of propaganda from the America-hating Hollywood elites. (laughs) Although the animation was incredible and the characters were so cute. (laughs) But still, boycott this movie at once. Yeah, that's a joke. That's pretty funny.
0: It got yeah, me. Well, it had me going. It had me going. Yeah. I was getting angry there for a second.
1: Yeah. Although it is a bit like uh I don't I don't think it's outright political at all, but um uh it got me revved up when um Flick confronts Kevin Spacey and he's like, yo, yeah, well, we're a lot stronger than you. Oh yeah, because like Hopper's whole thing is he's like Look, even if we don't need anything from the ants, they outnumber us a hundred to one. So we got to make sure that, that we keep him in line so they don't rise up against us. So, and then Flick stands up against Hopper and he's like, we're a lot stronger than you think we are. And then he's like, and you know it, don't you? And I was, I got a little charge from that. I was like, yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Bill it's pretty Gates. Awesome scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. Um, so what are your closing thoughts and fart ratings for toy story and a bug's life?
1: Um, I'm giving them, uh, yeah, I'm going to give them both a 10 out of 10, but for the record, I want to say that I prefer A bugs life and I am willing to argue with anyone who dares say that it's not, I think it's, I think it's objectively a more well-made film. Unpopular opinion, I know. But mm. but that's my that's my bloody that's
0: my bloody tea that I'm spilling. Uh yeah, I, I give ten farts to both of them. I love them both, um for nostalgic reasons and um like, literal, they're just both amazing achievements in cinema. Um, I think you're right, and I think the more we've talked about it, I think Bug's Life is a better movie. Um, and I think it's something I'm going to probably revisit sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, but, yeah, ten farts for both of them. I can't, you know... I'm not going to be like you and be the fucking Grinch and be like, the logic of the world doesn't make sense. <laughs> only, in the, um, only in
1: the fourth
0: one. Only so, yeah. Yeah. It's my turn to suggest now, yeah? Yep. Um, so I'm picking the best and worst of lead lead leading roles by Nick Cage in 2018. Oh hell yeah. What is yeah. that, like twenty movies? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now I'm <laughs> not going to in- yeah, so I'm not going to include the animated ones. Mm-hmm. But also in those, I don't he isn't a leading role anyway. So excluding the two animated ones, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah. That dude. the best and worst of leading performances of Nick Cage in 2018. Hell yeah, stoked. Yeah. Uh thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>